You're listening to The Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle. It's The Tuesday Club with me, Sean Holly, and Kyle Reese, And uh, we're off the back, Kyle, of, well, our biggest set of download peaks you've seen in the history of po- downloading podcasts. We had Sam Hewan on. And uh, we woke up America, mate, because uh, it just went off the scale. Yeah, it was pretty big, mate. But um, obviously, we knew it was going to be like that with uh, Katrina as well. But then when Sam came on, it was just, uh, it was off the Richter scales, mate. I think uh, we had someone like over 10,000 downloads yesterday. But yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to smash this out today because we got two legends on today. We have real big mates of mine, and uh, this is going to be great. This is, uh, we got, obviously, Wales' greatest ever try scorer, Shane Williams, and Wales' best ever visor maker for the NHS, Julian Lewis-Jones. Hey! Likewise. Oi, Matt! What's happening? How's it going? <laughs> Good, bad. man. Listen, we... Um, we haven't done it with four people on this uh, lockdown before, so uh, we could have technical issues. I think um, we've got to have a bit of patience, and when you're speaking, speak, and when you're, when you're not speaking, listen! Listen! <laughs> How's it going, Shane? Uh, Are you right, though? Got you, boy. Got you. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, guys. Keeping going. Keeping locked down. Keeping staying home, staying safe. Uh... Yeah, losing my mind. All right. <laughs> losing your hair, mate, that's for sure. Jesus Christ. That's Carter's then, that, your boy. Uh, the, yeah, Carter and George have had a field day, haven't they? Um, anything to keep them quiet and busy. Um, yeah, they're all right. Everyone's fine, thank you. Yeah, it's cost, me, it's cost me my hair, but it was going anyway, so what can you do? Jules, one thing's for sure, you're not losing your hair. You're just dying it. I was things in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? We're off to a we're off to a right start today. This is going to be the best one. Oh, right. right, I think I, my taxi's here. Right. <laughs> no, um, uh, what? I, yeah, I, I basically I haven't had a moment of boredom at all. Um, I, I first started this lockdown sort of, oh, you know, I do some jobs. I put put it off for like six years or something, and then. Um, then I had the call then uh, from uh, one of the guys, uh, one of the friends of mine from the rugby club, saying, uh, "Oh, will you give uh, Wayne O'Leary a hand? Uh, he's doing these visors." I was like, "Yeah, all right." And I thought initially it was going to be like, you know, I don't know, five ten minutes work or something. It's turned out to be a full time profession for me. <laughs> I am excelling at this job, making visors. We as a community, right? Get this, right? As a rugby club and a community, we've made and distributed. 10,000 over 10,000. That's brilliant. Which is That's fabulous. So, I, yeah, it's, it's like honestly, behind me, you can see a rack. Is it some kind of a yeah? They're all hanging up there, drying. Nice. And behind me, there, got my process here, which is the blue bucket, which is the bleach solution to uh, sterilize them, and then a couple of other buckets there. Behind me is my shed. There's some. Uh, Oh, fenders, they're in a fish box. Uh, they haven't seen like the day for ages. So I thought I'd get them out for you guys. That's brilliant. Yeah. That is brilliant, mate. Well done. Julian, you should uh, do, uh... Wash, your, wash your hands, Julian, before uh, rubbing your hair, mind. You know what to do. <laughs> and that's what's staying, making it stay in colour now, Shane. <laughs> it's bleach. It's bleach, boys. 
Well, you're that. definitely doing your bit, Jules, that's for sure. And Shane, um, you were doing your bit using your profile. Um, you started something today when we were recording. Uh, you posted that you're missing so many events that you do triathlon cycles for, uh, raising raising all sorts of funds for charity, but it totals up to 774 miles. So you've chosen to do something online at home. Um, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, well, first of all, yeah, there's a number of events that I can't do um, for charity. And a lot of the events I usually do are uh, physically based. So running, walking or cycling. And I, I gutted really that I couldn't do those this year. You know, they've either been cancelled or postponed or potentially will be postponed or cancelled. So I thought, well, I, I'm sat on my hands all day anyway. Why don't I jump on the uh on the bike that i have in in the garage there and um do all the miles in one hit over over the space of seven days and uh you know it's it's tough um you know we're averaging over 111 miles i think 111 miles a day on the bike two sessions Oof. yeah the backside's a bit sore but it's worth it um you know when you are raising funds and the the pot's going up nicely and you know, I, I'm, I'm raising money for the NHS, for Blindra Cancer Centre and for Women's Charity as well. So, um, yeah, it, it's keeping me going and um, I'm so glad I can give something back. Otherwise, you know, I'd have felt quite useless. Throughout the year, you do running, walking, cycling. If you ever do a walk, come on, give me a shout, mate. I'd be well up for that. <laughs> hey, you've yes, done all right on the you. cycle, uh, Kyle Boy. You're all right. Oh yeah, never again though, never again. <laughs> Sean, you've been uh, you've been doing a bit as well today, haven't you? I, I know you did the um, the hundred for hundred with Ryan Jones um, about a week ago, but you've also joined in as well. And you you're doing the twenty six point two challenge, and you're also doing it for Linda, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Just wanted to support Shane as all, and Jeffy, who's the uh, president of Linda Cancer Centre. We we all do ambassadorial work, and I can do as much as Shane. Um, I'm going to do a marathon a day for 10 days. Uh, why? Well, be the 2.6 challenge to say, help save UK charities has come about because it would have been the London Marathon, I think the 40th London Marathon this Sunday. So I think that's where the hashtag comes from. So I'm hoping I've uh, done it today. It was quite tough, actually, because uh, I still can't work out the uh, the cycle app and I'm on a load of hills. I'm going like the clappers and my... Uh, my speedometer isn't going up very fast, so uh, it's bloody hard work, but <laughs> all good stuff. And we've done a few of these things, Kyle, to be honest, uh, together. Uh, Julian, myself, and uh, Shane Fobelindra, we've done a few treks together, a few rides and so on. And we are affectionately known as uh, the Three Amigos. The Three Amigos. Who gave you that name, man? Probably Julian, I would have thought. <laughs> um, it comes from uh, being in Buenos Aires, and um, we, we ran out of fresh clothes clean clothes and uh, we had to uh, a clothes shop like an old-fashioned clothes shop in the in the middle of buenos aires and we ended up buying these shirts they were all check shirts they were all like old man shirts they didn't really fit us very well and we had a picture uh, outside in the street with uh, these three check shirts and we did look like the three amigos so that's where that came from first but you are, you are the three amigos, don't you? Because you do the fishing together as well, don't you, boys? It, it, yeah, you know, that kind of, like, yeah, happened this time. But that's the first time, I think, we kind of, we did the pose, you know, the pose. You know, oh. the things are the hands on the hips thing. <laughs> Go on, all three of you, get on. Get it, get do it. <laughs> you got it? One, two, three. <laughs> 
for the first time we we ever used that term. That's right, yeah. We, uh, we, we also spent, because we're, you know, obviously Shane and I go back a long way, but um, we're, we have rugby in, as a connection. Um, we spent a lot of time on those tracks together. So, you know, these challenges are difficult because they've got to be, you know, the people are suffering and the people who work during these times are going through hell. But, you know, after a long day's trek, and it is pretty arduous, boys, isn't it? You know, it can be, it can be nine, ten hours. It could be in any conditions. You end up at your oasis, which is normally a hut without any electricity, running water, and um, the only thing you've got <laughs> to eat or drink, you've got thumb soup, <laughs> labelled by Shane because it's brought by the Sherpas in a cup with their thumb in like that. <laughs> thumb soup. <laughs> or, or 10 cans or 10 pints of Guilmes Lager from Argentina or South America. Oof, that sounds nice. Exactly. So we entered into a game, Shane's idea, I think. Uh, well, you, you you named it, Shane. You, you take it up from here. Is that the the, the 10 pints? Uh, or Pedro, as uh, Sarge uh, Julian likes to call it. It's just an idea <laughs> I had. Look, you, you, you get... You get things like uh, Gogglebox and all these reality TV things now where they just do ridiculous things. And I just thought, well, there's there's an idea for a TV program is, you know, all of you sit around a table, uh, film it at, uh, from start to finish and drink 10 pints and then see what happens in between. Simple, effective. <laughs> I love it. What do you think, Jill? I, I think it's a beautiful idea. Um, how on earth we haven't done it as yet? I don't know. But um, I think due to this kind of coronavirus lockdown situation, I think we should definitely be pushing it, at least Channel 5. Boys, I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but I think somebody's already beat you to that, and uh, they've started yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, they've started it. Mike Tindall's in the first one. No, they're lightweights, boys. We're talking 10 pints. <laughs> we, 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 have to be 10 pints. We, we have to have 10 pints, right? But, pints. No, it's not, it's not cooking lager. Right, it's not. It's cooking lager is banned, right? It's ten pints of export strength stuff like Stella and Crony and all that kind of stuff. All right, super tenants. None of this. Tenants extra. Super tenants. Hello, I am super tenant. Tenants, not tenants, man. Super tenants. The ideas coming out as as the week went on on this. Uh, well, on the first track, let alone the second track. Um, the ideas of like you had GoPros on your head. There were cameras in your pints. You were cameras being the bar up in the ceiling, and then it became right. Uh, who would we have on Pink Joe? Ten pints. Who would we have on us three? Obviously, pick three other guests. And then you had like, imagine having Mike Phillips on Pink Joe. <laughs> well, you had all that time to think oh. about, and the first person you could have come up with was Mike Phillips. All the people who could have had. <laughs> well, Oliver Reed and George Best have gone, haven't they? So, Mike Phillips uh, one. Imagine that. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I, was, I was thinking more like Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'd give you a run through money, Jules, boy. Yes, you would. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, great trips, uh, raise a lot of money and good adventures, lifetime experiences. You make good mates, and um, you know we'll uh, we'll crack on with Valindra as much as we can. Shane, now we'll, we'll do this thing. I'll be helping him, and you know everybody's trying to do their bit. You know, boys, what have you been doing in um, in lockdown apart from your charity work? Have you been, managed to spend a bit of time with the family, which is unusual for us in our busy lives? 
Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, for me personally, um, you know, I've, I've actually quite enjoyed it. Um, you know, we, we are always very busy. We're always, always on the road, whether it be World Cup, Six Nations, tours, etc., Lions tours. Um, so, yeah, I've been home uh, spending time with the kids. I've been doing things that, uh, same as Julian said, really, I've been putting off for 10 years, really, which is fun. The garden's coming along nicely. Didn't even know I could do gardening. Uh, I, built, I built a swing rope in the garden as well. Uh, but I got stuck up a tree for 25 minutes, which was fun. Uh, I seen you coming down our rope, mate. I was nervous. Yeah, you know, I'm living the dream, boys. I'm living the dream. But uh, I'm just keeping busy. Like, I, I try, I'm lucky, you know, in the sense that I've got a bit of space outside. I can go out and spend some time in the fresh air, spend time with the family. And um, I, I've actually rather enjoyed it, you know, and... I wanted to do something different this week, and that's why I've done the charity bit. But um, it's just keeping the mind and uh, and the body going, I think, and uh, I'm able to do that. Gerald? Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, the, the visors, really, that's a daily thing for us. You know, like today we had, um, I think, 500 went to the the council and 100 to Aberystwyth to hospital there and um so that's keeping me really busy and, and fair play the family have got involved as well that you know because there's there's a lot of them and as time goes by there's more and more call for for the visors you know with, with um care homes and district nurses and everything i'm just uh doing one uh just tonight for um the care homes in oh sorry the district nurses in in Ammonford. but apart from that um i do love my cooking but i have been cooking every day um for the family I've made things that I haven't made before. I've made Welsh cakes for the first time. So I'm not really a baker. I'm more of a kind of, you know, doing curries and pastas and all that. But uh, the Welsh cakes, i got to say, were the dogs thingies, right? <laughs> um, I, made a, I made a blueberry pie. I was watching some kind of... I know what inspired that. It was a Tiger King, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I watched Carol Tiger. Baskin. Carol Baskin. Oh, <laughs> Basically, followed Carol Baskins' recipe for, for blueberry pie. Did he use sardine oil in that? <laughs> no, no, there, there was bits of glass in her recipe. So, uh, <laughs> so, so that was good. Made a blueberry pie. I made bread and butter pudding about six different ways, using loaves, hot cross buns, simnel cake, and there was lying about. I made a bread and butter pudding with. Um, <laughs> so tonight we're having. Uh, Lamb, what are we having tonight? Uh, lamb and spinach, Danzac. So I made that, right? So um, my daughter, actually, she's just got home now. And um, she's just started today with the NHS as um, a healthcare worker. So it's the first day. So uh, in at the deep end, she had five days of training, I think, last week. So she's just got home now. So she'll be having a curry in a bit. Um, but yeah, we were all very proud of her. Um, so yeah, just keeping myself busy and... And as I say, the visors really are kind of been a full-time job. Are you both, uh, that's you first, Shane, because uh, like me, you work in the media a lot with it. Jules uh, attends a lot of rugby and watches because he's heavily involved in local club. But And, and you're coaching your, your boys' team as well. Are you missing the rugby, Shane? Um, no, not really, if I'm honest. Um, you know, when, when I finished playing rugby... Um, you know, I could when I was playing, then I should say I, I, you know, I couldn't wait for a game. I couldn't wait for training. 
I couldn't wait for the tours to come and the World Cups, etc., and Six Nations. But since I've retired, you know, I've been so busy doing other things. You know, rugby's taken a, you know, a backward step for me, really. And, um, you know, I, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm quite enjoying the peace and quiet. You know, I'm, uh, I'm not having phone calls all the time for, you know, press and media wanting to ask about, you know, what do you think about George North this week? Or what do you think about Liam Williams? Or what do you think about the Ospreys? So it's quite refreshing that I'm not having to do that. But, um, you know, when it does start up again, I'll be looking forward to it because, you know, it is a big part, big part of our lives. But um, I'm probably not missing it as much as, as most people out there, really. I've got to be honest. I'm the same, mate. You know, it's, um, it's so manic in the season. Autumn, you know, Pro 14, Europe, Six Nations, Tour, Lions, whatever. It's World Cup, of course, uh, for us this year. It's um, it's nice to have a bit of down tools, isn't it? It's been a crazy time. What about you, Jules? Um, your beloved Scarlets fan, but also your local club, Nantgeredig, you're heavily involved with. You know, are you missing it? Um, yes and no. I, th- I think initially I, I, I really did miss it. And um, what we've done is, like, I, I know that um, they've been showing uh, the Lions uh, to us, you know, going back to, uh, to 97. Um, so I've basically, I'm trying to, treat a Saturday as still a rugby day. So, you know, which is like, like I showed um, Sean, my youngest boy who plays rugby, um, he'd never seen the Lions 97 tour. So I showed him the second test and the famous moment of uh, Scott Gibbs bouncing off uh, the ox, you know, as Durant. So we watched that game and I, I just kind of, memories came flooding back. And we, you know, we, we had a beer each and we had some Bill Tong and, it was it was lovely actually and, and treating it like we'd never seen it before. He'd never seen it before, and I'd not, definitely not seen it for for years. And then obviously you know watching Shane and that in South Africa, um, and before that there's the whole Driscoll thing, you know, with Australia. And so I've loved watching. You know, I'm treating trying to treat it every day as you know becomes the same day. You know, there's no differentiation between a weekday and a, but I'm trying to do that with the weekends and trying like. Have a fry up on a Saturday morning, two o'clock, right? We'll watch a rugby, we'll have a couple of beers, have a bit of biltong. So it's kind of kept me sane in that sense, having that kind of uh, pattern, to, you know, to some kind of some kind of pattern for the week. Still there? Hello? Yeah, we're Hello. still here. I was just, I just like still listening here, to your still. voice, mate. <laughs> yeah, you just like my voice. Yeah, I haven't seen you for so long, mate. It, it's just nice to just sit there, see you with a smiling face and listen to you go, like. Go! <laughs> I've missed your voice too, big boy. <laughs> hey, less, less hey, of the Kyle, voice. Kyle. <laughs> yes, mate. Kyle, are you Welsh? Are you Welsh? Yeah, you know that. I'm Why? just checking this. I didn't, I didn't know this all with the t-shirt and the big dragon behind your head. I wasn't sure. Well, and the signed Max voice vinyl. Right <laughs> oh, mate, every week since we started this lockdown, we've been doing these podcasts on Zoom, right? But the good thing is now is a lot of our listeners have been asking us, can you put it on YouTube? Because a lot of podcasts are, you know, run by media companies or producers. Um, me and Sean do all of this ourselves. We do have a lot of help from Buffoon Media. Um, Adam there, he's great. He's given us a kit. He's, he's helped us produce some things. But in lockdown, there's none of that. So it's pretty much me and Sean. But every time we've done one, like Sean's in his lovely little office there and he's got a jersey up. Jules has got a nice setting in his outside his garden there. You were in your nice house. And I'm just in my little wardrobe room. And we've not long moved into the house. We've only been here a couple of months. So it's just bare walls. I was fed up of just seeing a plug socket behind me. 
So I thought, what can I do? I'll check a guitar in. I'll, ch- I'll check my dragon in. I've also got uh, the we- an embroidered Welsh national anthem here, but you can't see that because it's on the shelf the other side. But yeah. um, so I've just got all the things that um, that my missus didn't want me to throw out when we moved into the new house and uh, shoved it all in here, basically. And I stuck that up on the wall. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. Yeah. How come you've got a wardrobe room? Because um, fortunately, we it's only me and Amy and uh, Frank. We got a little pug now, um, but uh, we got a three bedroom, and obviously we got a master bedroom and uh, the other two bedrooms. I got the small room, uh, so that's the little wardrobe room, and then she's got the big spare room or the second bedroom, and that's her big uh, wardrobe room slash beauty room. So, and this is your beauty room. This is my beauty room. Can't you tell? I'm I'm glowing. <laughs> Where's the where's the cot gonna go then, mate? Cot. Oh, East East Frank sleeps uh, next to me on the floor, bit on the on the bed. Because oh, you're talking about the dog, anyway. Yeah. Well, no, I, I thought it. You know, it's, it's around about that time in your relationship where perhaps you know. Well, maybe having a cot in that room soon. Uh, you know what? You know what it's like, boys. All of you, you all got kids, and I now. Um, I'm um, I am broody. Yeah, I've been broody the last few years. I I I did start telling her. Look, you know, I'm I'm t- I'm 32 this year. You know, we need to get one now because the next couple of years, I'm definitely not going to be getting up through the nights because I'm lazy enough as it is now. Like, so the older I get, the harder it's going to get. But um, no, we we're getting married next year, aren't we? So I think um, I think we'll get that out of the way, and then you know maybe maybe we'll start to build uh, a little a little Reese family. Then hopefully, so we'll see what happens. If he if he tilts his head, boys, like that, you'll see like a, there's a big thumbprint just on his on his head like that. It's, Mate, it's, uh, I tell you what, right, Sean, the, it's been there so been long, it's left this. <laughs> there it is. There's a massive thumb. Maybe he's got huge thumbs. Oh, I need to shave my hair off as well now. I think, Shane. <laughs> There's some boys um, stock question really, I suppose, about lockdown because it's so unusual. And uh, I know we're filling our times up with other things. We mentioned gardening. Jules is doing a lot of work. But Jules, if you had any time to watch some TV, it's um, it's a chance to watch some box sets or or films, anything like that. What have you been up to? Uh, well, like, like I touched on earlier, I did watch that uh, Tiger King. Um, my daughter recommended it, and I'm really glad I watched it. Um, Films-wise, I have got my uh, projector back. My mate Simon Wright was a, a restaurant and a, um, a shop just down the road from me. He died it for about seven years off me. The uh, the batteries had rusted in the remote. That's how long he's had it, right? Um, so I got it back, my projector and my screen. I, I put that up, actually. So we have a movie night now. So we, we do our work in the day, then I cook a nice meal, and then we'll have a film at night. So what did we watch? We've watched um, oh, a film called Lain, a French film from like the 90s. We've watched, last night we watched Donnie Brasco. <gasps> Hell of a film. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's good. Brilliant. It's good. Uh, we watched Donnie Brasco last night. Um, what else have we watched? Oh, we watched a good, great film actually called Mud. Right, it's not about mud, right? Just in case, right? You're thinking it's about mud, right? Oh, the se- the sequel is called Soil, but never mind. That's <laughs> not, right? The prequel is called Fertilizer. <laughs> no, no, rock, but rock. Rock. All right, sorry, my bad. Is that with uh, Matthew McConaughey? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I remember it when it first got released, and it was something about him living in the wild or something. Yeah, it's, it's a really good film. It's set in like Mississippi. Um, it's got a great cast in it. It's got uh, Reese Witherspoon's in it, uh, Joe Don Baker, um, as I said, Matthew McConaughey, and the and these the two lead. Well, the 
the lead, yeah, the two leads in a way are, are kids, right? Teenagers, and they are brilliant. It's a really good film. It's it's not that complicated. It's quite a simple story, but it's so well executed, it's so well, and a cracking script. So we watched that. Box sets wise, I'm gonna introduce my youngest to The Sopranos. Yes, so that's my favorite of all time. The time has come. You know, Breaking Bad is the next one, but I think we might start watching um, The Sopranos tonight. Even no, I tell you what's on tonight. Jaws. Nice. Jaws is going to be on tonight. My favorite film of all time. You'd have got so, a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mister Hooper. Yeah. <laughs> we got to open the you beach. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Shane? What, what have you been up to? Because uh, you're like a you're like a box set now and again, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I, I, I've also um, watched The Tiger King. Uh, I, I just thought that was probably the most metal bit of TV I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I'm still getting over it. And I was devastated. It was only several episodes, to be honest. They, they've added an extra uh, one now, if just for any of you that doesn't know. They've added an extra episode. Uh, oh, they are then. There we are. You know, Joe Exotic till I die. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I haven't been watching much telly, really. I, I, I don't know, Gail has got this fascination with Harry Potter at the moment. Not not Harry himself, not the actor, but every time mm. I go in the living room, Harry Potter's on. So I've, I've been watching a lot of Harry Potter. I can even tell you his, his pants size at the moment. I've seen him that often. <laughs> um, but, yeah, box it. I, I love, I'm, I'm a bit morbid, really, when it comes to films and stuff. And I like my Dawn of the Deads and zombie films and Watched a couple of them, but I'm a big Walking Dead fan. Um, I'm gonna put my hand up here while we're on the while we're on. You can carry on after that, Shane. But it's only because you're the first guest we've had on that has mentioned anything about zombie films. I have literally watched pretty much most of the zombie films there are because I love it. So I'm gonna ask you a question. I might have probably already asked you this before. If there was a zombie apocalypse, what would your weapon of choice be, and where would you hide out? Well. Uh, inspired again by um, the Walking Dead, uh, Rashawn's got the Rashawn's got the um, samurai sword. Love it, absolutely love it. Beast. Um, don't, don't need the guns because you're going to run out of bullets. Let's be honest. When, when the apocalypse happens, we don't need guns because you shoot a couple, they, they, the bullets are gone. Those uh, Japanese swords go on forever, and. Uh, you know, get my practice in. I was pretty good with a with a baseball bat when I was younger, so I think that'll come in handy. That would be my steel baseball bat. The question, was, um, uh, I don't know. That's a, that is a good one. I I think if if I could lock down, I'd get in an airport or somewhere, something like that. Lock down in an airport. You got all the shops. You got all the amenities. A lot of space outside. Section. Yeah, and the, you know the. They'll take ages to get through check-in, won't they? So you'll have plenty of time to get away. Like. <laughs> Dude, a couple of questions for you. Uh, outside of zombies and Texas Chainsaw Massacre and all the things Shane watches. Um, <laughs> who would play Julian Lewis-Jones in the epic film? Um, oh, right. Who would play me? Is is this a zombie film or just a general a biopic? It's the epic, the JLJ. As far as I, ch- I, I know, I did check. I'm not a zombie, right? As yet, right? <laughs> but give me another week. Um, who would play me? Right, somebody obviously. 
Um, very talented. Um, that's, uh, that's my dog. Um, somebody, obviously, very dashing, good-looking, studly. Um, or I would probably have to go down the route of uh, Tara Negaton. Yeah. Good choice. I know he's, he's probably about um, a foot shorter than me, but so what? That's right, man. Cruz played. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it would be Taron Egerton. Yeah, yeah, that's going. Who's going to play me? Yeah. What, what about you, me. Shane? Who's who's playing you oh, in the Danny film? Vito, probably. <laughs> Danny, what did you De, say? Danny DeVito. <laughs> Come on, he'd, he'd have to. Anyone I can think of, that's the same height as me. Nah, I think you've got a couple of inches over him, mate. <laughs> More ways than one. Wales. <laughs> <laughs> No, come on, seriously now, who would play you in a film? I mean, that's a film. That's a film that could potentially be made, mind. You know, one of the best wingers the game has ever seen. That could be a film that I'd go and watch, yeah, I'll be honest with you. What do you think? Come on. I, I, I really don't know. Like, um, I don't know. It's, you know, Brad, Brad Pitt's getting on a bit now, isn't he? So, <laughs> I don't think it could be him. Ah. Uh, I really don't know. I think Jason Tom, Statham. Tom, Jason Statham's oh. a pooler. That's a brilliant one. Yes, John. Well, yeah, I, with the hair and stuff, I do look like him, I suppose, but I'm probably a foot and a half shorter than him. I was going to say Tom Hardy because he's quite short. Is he? Yes, Tom Hardy's quite short. Yeah, okay. I've met him a couple of times, and he is—he's very short. But I think he—I think he'd play you very well, mate. And he likes to get stuck into well, his films, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if I did do a film, I'd have to do my own stunts. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't want to waste my time on paying a stunt double, to be honest. Oh, in fact, another thing I've been doing a lockdown is uh, trampolining with the kids. So, you know, I'm, I'm sup. He's sup. I think he's supple. Is what he's going to say. And also act as well. Can I, Julian? Oh, can I? Can I come in on this? Go on. Can I come on? Um, I have to say, right, um, we were in um, what Cusco, wasn't it? Cusco. Yeah, yeah. We were in not Cusco. the warehouse, I... not the big warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Capital of Peru. Oh, not the capital, the big city in Peru. The yeah. big city in the top where it's hard to breathe, that place. Yeah. Hey! We went in there to get a couple of suitcases. <laughs> so, yeah, so anyway, I, I had to do an audition uh, for this uh, series for America or something. And um, so um, they had, it had to be in the following day, like a self-tape, Kyle and all about this, right? But um, so anyway, we, we get to uh, our hotel room and I, and I said to Shane, listen, I've got to record this uh, self-tape. Would you mind sort of reading in the other parts where the camera's on me, right? So Shane had to play um, somebody from uh, Chinatown, a restaurant owner, I think. Then he had to play a nasty, like aggressive San Francisco, Californian guy. And then he had to play a cop from like Boston or New York who had moved or something. He did all three. Um, I never got the job, but Shane at least had a call back on it. <laughs> so, uh... Oh, that's brilliant. Hey, you've done a couple of yeah, pantos all... yourself now, Shane, haven't you? Yeah, yeah but all, all three now in, in exactly the same... Uh, manner and uh, and voice as well, unfortunately. But hey, I've been in Stella. Jones, yes. I've been in Stella. Yeah, huge part in that. Huge part. I know. I gotta say, right? 
right? And he will forgive me for this. But um, uh, he was in a scene with Gethin Jones. Gethin Jones, the famous uh, presenter now, right? And uh, I got to say, Shane acted Gethin off the screen, boys. Oh. <laughs> friend of the show? Was? Was a friend of the show. What were you doing in Stella? What, what was the scene? What did you have to do? Just tell all our listeners. Um, okay. Um, a couple of years back now, when there was a character called Dick the Kick, right? You couldn't make it up, could you? You couldn't make it up. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, Dick passed away. Dick kicked the bucket, let's say. And um, I was at his funeral because me and Dick were very close. And um, I was just walking behind the, um, the the horse and carriage where the, where the coffin was in. And Gethin says to me, turns to me and says, oh, I'm going to miss Dick. And, and I had a huge part of mine, so bear with me. Uh, my line was, me too. No, that's it. That was the line. Superbly delivered. <laughs> me Man, too, yeah. Me it, too. it doesn't take anyway, a lot. If you got it, you got it. So, Jules, I mentioned earlier that you're such a, a big Scarlets fan. We don't know when the season's going to be back. We're on lockdown. We don't know whether the season will finish. It doesn't look like it will. What impact do you think it's going to have, mate, on um, on clubs and regions like the Scarlets, where you know there's a lot of money in Wales? Uh, it's a tough time, isn't it? It is a, a very tough time for all of us. Um, and yeah, I, I I just don't know what's going to happen with the Pro 14. Um, the Scarlets had a mixed season so far. Um, I don't know what how they're going to resolve the end of it. God knows. Um, but in some ways, you know, we've had so many injuries at the Scarlets. We've really suffered. You know, people, people like, you know, Jonathan Davis, Foxy and everything. It's, it's like key players, you know, world-class players that we've really missed. Um, and, and also a lot of injuries coming, you know, from the Six Nations, people like Jake Ball. So maybe it'll work in our favour coming the next season. I don't know, but nobody knows what's going to happen. But um, it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Can, can I ask as well, though, on a from a local point of view, uh, with Nantgeredig, you know, yeah. your local club, you're heavily involved with. What? How has it affected the the local clubs? I mean, they have no income, nobody going to the bars for the last three, four, five weeks, no games. How do you think it's going to affect the local club? Um, God. Um, I mean, us as a club, we've we've. You know, we've we've all got behind you know this this you know scheme that we're doing with with making the visas for the NHS and, and healthcare workers. That that's been our focus really. Nobody really has been talking about anything negative. I just think that we've we've made it into a positive, and and it, it's a real community here. You know, it, and it all stems from Nankaradig Rugby Club. You know, the, the guys that have started it, Dimitri, who, who lives a few doors down from me. Very heavily involved with the club, uh, him and his friend uh, Rob from Ammonford. They they basically designed these visas, and then everyone else who, for, from the girls that work in the kitchen, who you know make the meals for the the players every Saturday, they're out there. They they they're organising it. I know Nicola has been you know hugely influential in everything. So we've come together as a rugby club to try and help this situation here, you know, and and. It's yeah. Everyone I see now, the people I see in rugby, I see them every day. They drop off bags for me. They, you know, it's so we're using that kind of community, that rugby community, very much to to our benefit. So 
we're not missing the rugby in that sense because we're all doing something together. So I, financially, it, obviously, it's, it's going to hit us hard, you know, not having any money behind the, the, the club, the, the bars and everything every Saturday. But as a community, mentally, I, I think we're OK. I think because this has pulled us together. Thanks, Jules. It's very insightful stuff. Um, I'm going to ask Shane a, a question now. Obviously, um, me and Sean, we do the rugby stuff. Um, we try to stay away from the hardcore rugby chat because there are so many of those podcasts out there. We try and keep it light. So you've played in some teams that have won some trophies. Um, just give me your, well, not your favourite, but you've been in some campaigns where you've won a few Grand Slams, you've won some championships or whatever. What is What was the campaign for you, out of everything, you know, Lions, Wales, Ospreys, what was the best one for you? Yeah, oh, look, that, that's a tough one. I think, um, you know, the 05 Grand Slam was pretty special um, because, you know, we, we hadn't won the Grand Slam in, in over 10,000 years. Um, <laughs> no one really gave us a... Uh, no one really gave us a hope in hell. And we went out there and just did our own thing and won a Grand Slam, you know, from with pure just guts and determination. That was pretty special. It was my first kind of major trophy as well, apart from winning, um, you know, the uh, things with with, with um, the Ospreys. But um, I don't know. 2008, the whole year was special for me because, you know, it was a successful season with, a relatively successful season with the Ospreys. Um, we won the Grand Slam. I had, um, I played the tournament. Um, I went on had a good summer tour as well, rugby, and then I, I was awarded World Player of the Year at the end of the end of the rugby season. So that that seat, yeah, exactly. That that <laughs> to me was just incredible, you know. And um, uh, I was never gonna beat that. I was never gonna top that. And um, that was just probably the best year of my life when it when it comes to rugby. And uh, you know, it was just amazing time. Really, that's that's the year where everything I touched seemed to turn to gold. And uh, that doesn't happen very often. So that would be up there certainly. And just looking back at some of those memories, what obviously I've been to rugby dinners. I've been to dinners with Sean hosting them, and they are always hysterical. Sean's always on fire. I've seen you at a couple. I've been to a couple with Jules as well. But if, you know, think of this now as like a sort of uh, within a rugby club and I'm not setting you up because I haven't had that, you know, I don't know any of your stories, Sean will do that. But if there was one story from one of those campaigns and leave the Andy Powell golf buggy one out because we've heard that one. What, you know, just give me give me something to laugh at to the end, to, to end the pod on the high. He won't because we're not paying him anything. Yeah, he will. We're mates, man. We're mates. We always, we love each other. We're in lockdown and it's, we're spreading love and joy and happiness. So make us laugh, please. Yeah. Hey, look, you take Andy Powell out of the, the equation and there's not much else to bloody talk about, really. But, um, no, I think the, the story I tell a lot of people was, again, 2008, actually, where we just beaten England... Um, in Twickenham, we got back to the Vale Hotel. We'd all had a few beers, and um, I had a few too many beers. And the next thing you know, I wake up for Sunday morning fully clothed on my bed, which is never a good sign. Um, anyway, uh, went down to pool recovery. All the lads are waiting in the jacuzzi for me, and Tom Shanklin's piped up straight away and said, Shane, do you remember offering Warren Gatlin out for a fight last night? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember this, obviously. 
Um, <laughs> but I get very sketchy, and I sprint straight up to the office where where Gatlin is. And be- before you knock in the door, I've kind of slammed through the, the door and I've said, Gats, look, I'm really sorry about last night. I had too much to drink. I hope I haven't let you down. And Gats has said straight away, look, chill out. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It, what are you on about, in fact? And I was like, well, oh, okay. I feel a bit better about myself. I feel a bit stupid, but I feel okay. So we have a nice little chat. And uh, Gats says, look, Shane, you're going you're gonna to have to go now, mate, because we've got a meeting in, in 15 minutes. I need to pre- prepare. I said, yeah, no problem. So he's put his hand on my shoulder. He's walked me to the door. And he's ushered me through the door. He goes, but if you call me a fat, useless Kiwi prick again, you won't play for Wales. <laughs> oh, my God. So that, that, that one sticks out, like. That one sticks out. As if you said that, like. You might want to bleep a bit of that one out, but that's, that's a true story. Oh, mate, man, that is mental. That is mental. Uh, I can vouch for... Um... Shane's behaviour after a few pints, and um, there's a <laughs> high pints. percentage. Ten, ten pints. pints. There's a high percentage that that's that's a true story. But uh, boys, before we let you go, uh, we want to. Our idea around the Tuesday Club was always to combine some showbiz, acting, uh, and rugby, and off the field stuff. And having you two on, uh, with us all being so close, is perfect for that. It, uh, it really does epitomise what the Tuesday Club is about. So. We couldn't let you go without uh, doing a couple of things. First, Jules, um, we need your top three films, please. That's what we always ask our uh, our guests. So what are your top three movies? Top three movies would be Jaws. Sorry, I'll go from number three, right? Forget that. Right, so top three movies would be number three, Apocalypse Now. Number two, Goodfellas. Yes. And number one, Jaws. Good. There you are. It's my top three movies. Tip from the top. Okay, um, just an aside before we do Shane's. Um, just a line from each film, quickly. Um, oh, God. Okay, so what was number three? Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now, yeah? Now. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> smells like victory. Number Good two. Fellas. Hey, Henry. Never read in your friends and always keep your mouth shut. George? Y'all know me. You know Iron Eleven. I'll catch this bird for you. It's not going to be easy. Bad fish. Not like going to the pond, decent two kills and Tommy cards. <laughs> I, I swear ah. you actually became him then. You look like him as well. <laughs> Brilliant. Shane, what's your top three, man? I'll, I'll tell you my top three as long as you make, you know, it don't make me act them out. No, you could do a couple of dummies instead if you want. <laughs> um, number three, probably Stand By Me. Um, reminded me of, of my childhood, really. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Uh, Goonies, probably in most people's top three. Again, childhood memories there. Fantastic. I'm not doing the truffle um, shuffle for you either, mate. <laughs> oh, come on. Not on camera. I won't let you in the house then. And I, I'm, I'm stuck on the first one because um, Grand Slam, uh, again, uh, nostalgia hit you with that. I remember watching it as a kid. Um, I've met over the, over the years you know, most of the actors involved in that. Obviously, a lot of them have passed away. And um, But 
it's a 50-50 with that and Twin Town. I had a finish on a good Welsh film. Twin Town's amazing as well. I took I took Twin Town to Japan to show the lads that film. They didn't get it. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you must be able to do one quote from Twin Town. Come on. Get your own fucking glue. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Kyle? Right? Um, in our first year's Ospreys, 2003-04, there was no flights to Scotland then. It was a shame. We'd go to Edinburgh and Glasgow and the borders, and we'd have a long bus trip. So you'd play the game. Even if it was a Friday night game, you'd play the game. Boys would shower, eat on the bus, 10, 11, 12 hours home on the bus, right? Lynn Jones' favourite film, Twin Town. We must have watched it a hundred times. <laughs> so we all know all the words off by heart of Twin Town. So, uh, Great film. Well, we lost Julian uh, and Shane, so we're going to do it with you. Just before we go, we're going to take you, Shane Williams, Wales' greatest ever try scorer up and under. Right, Shane, so this is quick fire. Uh, simple questions. You've done you've done similar things with me before, but I might have changed it a little bit. Uh, honest, no ambiguity, no delay. You ready? Okay. Here we go. Sean Connery or Roger Moore? Sean Connery. Rice or pasta? Brown rice. Sea fishing or fly fishing? Sea fishing. The Manix or the Phonics? Oh, the Phonics, I think. Batman or Superman? Batman. Linda Luzardi or Samantha Fox? Oh, Samantha Fox. Jamie Roberts or Gavin Henson? Oh, Mr. Henson, I think. Super Gav. And last <laughs> but not least, Neath or the Ospreys? Oh, wow. Oh, this is going to ruffle some feathers, isn't it? Um, uh, Ospreys for me, but a lot of love for Neath and the Nolk. It's harsh, mate. It's harsh. I know. They know as well. They know. Shane, thanks for joining us. Julian Lewis-Jones, thanks for joining us. Great guest, Kylie. Brilliant, mate. It's, it's always great when these two boys are on, but it's an extra special one. Good luck with the rest of the 774 miles, Shane. I'll see you tomorrow, yeah. and uh, we'll keep a tab on the Tuesday Club. We'll we'll post what you uh, raise and everything you're doing on next week's pod as well. So uh, thanks for everything you're doing. I'll catch up with you after lockdown, pal, yeah? Well, boys, thanks very much for joining us on the Tuesday Club. It's great to have you on. The first time we've done four people all together. You've been amazing. Shane, good luck with uh, the rest of your 774 miles and everything you're doing. Joe's good luck with the visors. Making, uh, you're both doing great stuff for the charities and the NHS. And, and thanks so much for coming on the Tuesday Club. Cheers, lads. Cheers, boys.